So hey there everyone and welcome to the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Today is Wednesday, December the 5th, and this podcast is incredibly late. I'm sorry about that, but right now I'm sitting over at Affinity RV in Prescott, Arizona. We're getting that hot water heater that's caused so many problems over the past couple of weeks swapped out again. So this is the second new hot water heater and hopefully this one's not going to lead to any carbon monoxide poisoning. So there was an actual issue with the heater itself. Uh, they found the issue, and so a new heater's going in. So there's my positive, excited news for the day. This is part of full-time RV living, isn't it? As I've said previously in other podcasts, no matter where you live, uh, no matter what your lifestyle is, things crop up in life that you know just get in the way. Whether it's the boiler that doesn't work right when you're living in New Hampshire, or in this case, a hot water heater that's not working right in the Airstream. I do have to say, so this whole situation really has made me nervous over the past couple of weeks. Well, and for the past week after the initial carbon monoxide incident, it left me a little afraid to actually be staying in the Airstream, and that's kind of a bummer. But Airstreams and RVs, they're very compact. So there's not a lot of room in them, and people get very creative on how they put things in. For instance, in the case of my Airstream, the hot water heater happens to be basically under my bed. So that hot water heater really needs to blow the exhaust out and away from the Airstream, because if it's not blowing that out, where is it sitting? It's sitting right underneath my feet when I'm lying down for a good night's rest. Now, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, we did purchase a new um, carbon monoxide detector. The old one was old. So the new one actually had a label on it that said, you know, if it's beyond four years old, it's time to switch it out. So now that we've got the new one in there, we'll know if anything comes up and won't, uh, won't have a potential disaster again. But with, as I was saying, with RVs in general, uh, everything is compact, so the heater for the Airstream itself, the hot water heater, the um, fridge, there's venting for all of these things, but if anything obstructs that venting, you could be blowing back in exhaust that you don't want coming in. So they're checking everything over on the Airstream today, not just the hot water heater. They're going through everything. They're rechecking the gas system. Uh, they're checking out the fridge. They're checking out the wall heater. So in the end, we should feel pretty confident about uh, sleeping with the, all the heaters and hot water heaters on again. But I can say for tonight, I'm still going with the electric space heaters that I have in the Airstream. So I want uh, full testing tomorrow with the opportunity to get myself out of the Airstream quickly in case there's any exhaust venting going on. You just don't want to get woken up by the carbon monoxide detector in the middle of the night because that's going to scare the tar out of you. So beyond that, today has been a relatively quiet day. It's been a lot of running around. In addition to um, having the hot water heater done, we are doing a couple other items with the Airstream. So one item that I noted, uh, tires are in great shape, but they're coming up on five years old. So the tires are also getting swapped out. So with that in mind, this is not an inexpensive trip. All these things are pretty pricey. You know, the... Um, I believe the hot water heater came in over $600 several years ago when we had to replace our Dometic refrigerator. Um, that was in the couple of thousand dollar range, uh, including the installation. 
And um, yeah, it's not cheap. You could go out and buy a residential refrigerator with a lot more space in it and um, a lot less hazards, but then you wouldn't be able to run off of propane and DC. So a lot of new RVs, the bigger ones, the fifth wheels and the class A's, they are starting to come with residential refrigerators, which means they don't run off the propane system and they always require AC power. And if you want to go boondocking and, you know, stay off grid for a while, you're going to be running a generator or you're going to be putting in a sizable solar system uh, with lithium ion batteries. And that gets really expensive really quick as well. So there's all this specialized equipment for RVs and that specialized equipment isn't something you'd find in a standard home, for instance. So with the residential refrigerator marketplace starting to blow up, and we've seen a lot of uh, Class A's and fifth wheels that are going this way. They get a lot more fridge, but they then find themselves limited on where they can stay because they always need to be somewhere hooked up with a 30-amp or 50-amp setup. In the case of the Airstream, we're not doing anything like that. We're still going with the specialized equipment, so hot water heaters, uh, regular heaters, and the uh, special fridges as well. And don't forget, we also do have a solar system on the Airstream, which means I can do more boondocking. So hopefully once I see that uh, everything is repaired properly and we're not having issues, I've got some boondocking ideas in mind for early 2019, and I'm looking forward to an Airstream trip. So keep your fingers crossed for me. I'd like to see the Airstream get back on the road in the near future. And I'd also like to make sure that it's as safe as, of an experience as possible. Because I got to tell you, last week was a little scary. Well, all right, everyone, I'm going to cut this podcast a little short. And my apologies for the lateness in the day. But I did want to give you an update to let you know, all right, we're getting things fixed. We're moving on and we're moving forward. So as always, you have an amazing day and we'll see you tomorrow on Tech Talk Thursday. That podcast might be slightly delayed as well, so just giving you a heads up with that. And um, no intro and exit music today, but when we do have the intro and exit music, that's licensed through soundstripe.com, and if you uh, go down into my earlier show notes on other shows, you will find links to Soundstripe there. All right, with all that said, stay tuned for a special message from flipboard.com, who's one of our new sponsors here on the Airstream Chronicles podcast. Have an amazing night.